Let's get hype! Just a nice, quick burst right there. It's a burst of hype. Nebraska, Illinois, under the lights this Saturday. Popping champagne. Popping champagne, yeah. Uh, champagne has not been popping the two times that I have been there. Uh, I doubt if it is popping again on Saturday, but that's where Nebraska will be playing. Gentlemen, in this game, as you look at these teams, what stands out to you? Lovey well, Smith's beard. Still stands out at this point? Still stands out. You just you haven't gotten to the point where it's like you've seen it enough that you just expect the beard. Stand on the sidelines for like three hours and like a 90-degree day on that turf. That beard's got to get hot, right? Yeah. I don't have one. I assume it's... As a beard person, you just don't recognize or notice... You're, you're impervious to heat? Yeah. Well, it's just like you have a beard, you know? You're not... It's like, it's like having hair. You got a beard. Get over it. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I mean, it. it I, I don't know. Maybe other beard people think that it really is sweaty and itchy when it's hot out. I'm just used to it at this point. Reggie Corbin stands out to me. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we got something. Uh he, he's probably going to be one of the better running backs, top three that Nebraska will face this year up there with uh, John Taylor up at Wisconsin. Is that fair? Jonathan and uh, J.K. Yeah, Dobbins and uh, Reggie. I think that I, I think stopping him is the key for Nebraska defensively. The, they're going to have that two two yards and change uh, number tested this week, and uh, that that's what stands out to me. Uh, former USC guy transferred over to Illinois. He's had a nice start uh, with Illinois at this point, and he'll give Nebraska a little bit of a challenge. Big guy, physical receiver. Moberry knows him well from their time in Georgia. They played against each other in high school. He said after the Northern Illinois game that you know that's a guy that can definitely match up and and potentially beat Nebraska. And so they have to know where he is and they have to uh, to be ready to go against him. And Brandon Peters was a very highly touted quarterback at one point in time. He was Danny Langstor's favorite target in uh, the recruiting class that yielded Patrick O'Brien. So this is a guy that he can – he's got the arm talent to do some things. He's not just a stopgap quarterback for Isaiah Williams, and Nebraska is going to have to get after him a little bit. The good news is Eastern Michigan, I think, had six sacks last week. Nebraska can get some pressure just like they did against Northern Illinois. They can get them down. They can force them into some bad decisions. The defensive backs have been talking about the thing that has changed for them is that when they sort of know where the other guys are on the field, it allows them to play in coverage that they can kind of bait the quarterback into throwing some things because they're comfortable knowing that someone else has their back. And so when that communication is good, Peters has been known to kind of throw the ball out there a little bit. So there's there's going to be some big opportunities for Nebraska's defense, but they have to kind of shut down uh, those two parts of that passing game. Yeah, I think you hit on one of the main points because I think if you'd one of the weak spots you'd say this Nebraska defense that's shown area of concern is the long ball. I mean, they, they should have given up an 88-yard touchdown against Northern Illinois. The guy missed a wide-open throw. He missed two wide-open throws in that game that could have – you know, resulted in 14 more points probably. So the the guy you're talking about, a Mater baby, am I? Yeah. Is that, he, I mean, he's averaging 16.7 a catch, and then they got a guy Daniel Barker. He only has seven catches, but he's averaging 19.4. So they've got some guys who they don't have a wealth of receptions to their name, but when they do catch it, they're for bigger plays, and so that's definitely a danger. I guess the other thing that stands out to me is, you know, Illinois. 
is pretty good against a run. I was, it's, I was telling you guys, and we were kind of stunned to hear this, that Nebraska's, even though they're 20th in the country in rushing defense right now, they're actually eighth in the conference. Um, and, and Illinois is actually right ahead of them. Illinois is only giving up 79 yards on the ground a game and is seventh in the conference, 17th nationally. So uh, for a Husker run defense, it's been her run offense, it's been really boom or bust. That's going to be a test. Yeah, absolutely. Are there, um, obviously, we know that there are some potential injury concerns that could throw off Nebraska's. Uh, defense and offense a little bit but as, as you look at what they did against northern illinois especially offensively do you think that's a sign of heading in the right direction that they they have a few of the issues sort of figured out i don't think we're talking about snaps near as much as we were in week one uh it to looks like to me we're not going to be talking about you know Diedrich mills missing holes he showed a little bit more explosion i guess Am I wrong in sort of the assumption that they took a nice step against Illinois and they're going to get a, a good chance to carry that over against an Illinois defense that, yes, good against the run, but you can get them through the air Definitely. and you can set yourself up for everything else with big plays against that defense. Yeah, Illinois is 89th in the country in pass defense right now. They're giving up 240 yards a game. So there, sh- there are big plays to be had out there. You expect Spielman's going to make a couple. And then I think we're all kind of waiting for it at this table is Wandale's, like, that moment where he takes, like, a 55 or 60-yarder to the house. It feels like it's just been a step off. And this isn't, like, kind of, like, Tyjon Lindsay hoping that he's a step off, but you really were kind of – it was all hope and not based off r- real stuff. This, this looks real. Wandale looks like he is that guy. It's just a matter of can, can they get him loose – and I think that's a big part of it. I think he's been close to getting loose in the same way that Spielman and Washington have. And if he can actually do that, and then you've got those three guys to play off of, um, then this thing starts to look a little different. And I'd also like to see the tight ends get involved more this week. Brunts, thoughts? Uh, no, I, I think you guys hit on most of it. I, I think, you know, in, in looking at, I mean, Nebraska's got to start fast. I mean, it's kind of the, the same, you know, with road games, but especially in a game like this where you're expecting Illinois to be pretty overmatched. You get off to a quick start. You, you get them out of their, their game plan. I mean, that that's how you, you kind of coast to an easy victory. You get young guys in the game, uh, if you can, late. And it, it shouldn't, to me, it shouldn't be, uh, you know, Nebraska having to make a stop late in the fourth quarter. Um We've been there, but I mean Nebraska also hasn't won a road game since 2017. So do you do you guys make much of the fact that Nebraska's first drives in each game they've played so far this year has resulted in points, but then they've struggled after that? Is that is that just part of the the scripting process a little bit, or am I overthinking it? I think there's something to be said for. We've seen that through the years with certain teams where you feel like I'm okay, thinking of Bill Callahan. Especially. Yeah, you've got yeah he was very good at it. you got a plan in place and guys know those plays so well because you've worked on them all week and you're probably hitting just like the other side's doing it to you. You're hitting the other side with your f- surprises right off the bat and then they get a chance to come over and be like, okay, that was different and they reevaluate and so that kind of goes with the formula I think of football, but it is. It's 
I think it's encouraging that they're starting that way. I just want to see them play the third quarter like that yeah. more, you know. And don't you guys think this is going to be a game where Nebraska – it feels like it's going to, they're going to be up 10 to 14 or something, and there's going to be that moment in the third quarter where we're sitting there like, Nebraska can put this thing away now until Illinois, not today. Or it's, they're going to dink around a little bit and we're going to be in for another one of those, oh, boy, how's this going to go the last seven, eight minutes, you know? Yeah, I think that's I, – I, I mean, I think you're you're on to it. Uh, I'm very curious what your guys' score predictions are because I'm having a really tough time. I, it feels like Nebraska has the capability of putting up a big number, but I'm just so gun-shy of doing it with this team. Yeah, it's hard. Cause, and then you think of last year's game. Which is what fifty four to thirty five or something yeah. like that. And Which if Illinois doesn't fumble a couple special teams plays, is probably a lot closer game. Well, that Nebraska had all sorts of problems with their uh, with what's quarterback his name? run game. Illinois QB can't yeah. think of his name now. AJ Bush. Yeah, AJ. How how could you forget about AJ Bush? I don't know. Just slipped my mind. Got a lot of things going on up here. AJ Bush moved off. You need to lock in. Yeah, it's Nebraska, Illinois under the lights. Brun says Let's something. Let's treat it with some respect. Mm-hmm. Do you have something to say that's important, <laughs> Brunt? No. I thought he was looking like he was going to bust I, out a big. I think Brunt doesn't want to say anything until we get into oddly specific position uh, predictions he because then he's he's already got a winner. I'm just waiting for acknowledgement for hitting last week. Oh, we didn't acknowledge it enough on the first podcast. No. All right, well, if you missed the podcast. Wait, are we doing oddly specific predictions? Are we starting? <laughs> yeah. New like segment? it acknowledged at a specific time. Yeah. I, I nailed that one. <laughs> okay. What did you nail? I nailed the kind of I know a touchdown, although I was told by a, a frequent podcast listener that I said that he got two feet down, and he, he didn't. Did so you, Did you say a 12-yard touchdown, too, or something? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I think you got the Thanks, most Dean of Blandino. The, the interesting details right there. Yeah. Review. The review was there. Didn't I say mm-hmm. Braxton Clark was a pick to click? You did. He and was he your pick, pick to click. Well, there we go. Yeah. What do you do, Schaefer? No, <laughs> yeah. I attended the game. Uh, is it time for all specific predictions? I think that it. Uh, I think that it is. Are you Are you ready to give one? I'm gonna I'm gonna use my pass to. to I'm gonna go last. <laughs> you get a punk card oh, okay. because yeah. of your success yeah. last week. It's like right, you well, I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> go. Uh, Wandale Robinson scores his first career touchdown in this game. It's got to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a kickoff return. Huh. Did you have that one before? Have, yes. have you gone I'm to just that well recycling. Before? Okay. Uh, Brian, go ahead if you've, you've got one. Okay. Um, Lane McCallum. <laughs> wow. Okay. Lane McCallum is going to kick and he'll make a field goal. Okay. Okay. At least give us a yard or distance yeah, here. Why are you laughing be at my – isn't that a possibility? Yes. I mean, it is. It's not we, like we, – We would just like to get it a little bit more yeah, oddly specific. It's not fun enough. Yardage and hash mark would be impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a slightly le- – it's going to be left hash, um, and it's going to be a 33-yarder. How does it look, though? It's kind of a line drive where you're like, did that get through? Yeah. Yes, he did. Good for Lane, and everybody tweets how amazing it was. Yep. He was, a, he was a safety, you know. 33-yard kick. They line it up. If you don't know, they line it up seven yards behind the line of scrimmage from where they kick. I know I've heard that. Yeah. I'm heard glad that. everybody here knows that. Um, what uh, What do you got for us, Bruns? We've 
you've kept the people in suspense. Slider is excited. I'm going to go first half pick six by Nebraska, by Nebraska cornerback. I'm going to say DiCaprio Boodle. Oh, first career interception and for a, Cap. Decap. And I, uh, I'll i say a 40-yarder. 40 yards. Wow. All right. Uh, pick to click. Uh, you want me to go first? I, sure. I will say that... I didn't have a. Uh, okay, do you want to go last again? Yeah, sorry. Somebody go. I know it's very confusing when I throw questions at you that we do on every Friday podcast. And maybe we should give you a trophy for paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Jab. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I felt All right, uh, Pick the click. I'm going to go with Jack Stoll. And he scores a touchdown. First touchdown for the tight ends this year. Uh, I'm going to go with JoJo Doman, who I think is starting to really roll now. Like, I feel like it's coming. And this is the type of game where he's going to cause it. I don't know if he'll make, he'll pick it, force the fumble or something, but he's going to do something that creates a turnover. Does he have a different colored practice jersey yet? I don't uh, believe so, does he? Mm-mm. Interesting. That's going to become one of those storylines that goes into, like, late October that people yeah. keep asking about. He, uh, Jojo Doman, who I feel like has been one of their best 11 defenders. He had, he sometimes will make a play where you're like, man, that was an f- unbelievable freaking play. Like, he'll look like he's going to. I don't think that it's, I, I think everybody knows that he's athletically very talented. But I don't think people, what he was able to do against Colorado to go play spread out and cover LaVisca Chenault, who's going to be an NFL wide receiver, and he's essentially an outside linebacker in this defense. Like, the versatility of JoJo Doman is pretty impressive. Yeah, and sometimes he'll, he'll be like, it looks like they're, I think he made a play the, last week where it looked like they're sending him, and he still, they ended up throwing the ball to the sideline. <laughs> he, he was still the guy that he made He backtracked and still got the guy down. Yeah. It was an incredible play. All right, we give you enough time? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Maurice Washington. I mean, it's not a... Novel one by any means, but I, I think he's going to have a big game. A couple yeah. uh, lightning strikes from Maurice. <laughs> Do you think he makes anybody look as bad as the poor defender on the uh, the touchdown catch last week? That, that guy lost uh, lost a little bit of laundry about the twenty yard line. That was I felt bad for that. Yeah, guy. did it come all the way to Nebraska for that? Yeah, I mean, one point two one point two million bucks to be embarrassed on national TV. All right, you have score predictions. Yeah. Uh, since I said Lane McCallum's going to make a field goal, I kind of put myself in a box here. Yep. Um, so I necessarily, well, I did kind of with what my pick was in my head and you then I pick any number and they could get to that with a field goal and in any variety of and random things, weird that things already occurred. Safeties. And yeah. <laughs> We've seen a safety. We've got an extra points blocked. Uh, give me a pretty standard 38 for Nebraska. They score five touchdowns, one Lane McCallum kick. And I don't know that he's kicking, by the way. That was just for fun. But 38-22, to 22, uh, Nebraska over Illinois um, in a semi-comfortable, but one of those games where people are a little, like, kind of squirmy throughout it. I'm predicting Nebraska 41, Illinois 22. You took 22, too? Yes. I don't know how they're going to get there, but they're going to get there somehow. 
Nebraska 30, Illinois 21. Wow. Yeah. No cover. No cover. I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game on Saturday. I, I, I really don't know what to make of this game. I have no feel for it. I'm staying away entirely of the uh, investment opportunities that present themselves in these contests. And I just I don't know. Uh, this Illinois team's kind of weird. So, all right. Uh, any closing thoughts? Yeah, they just need to not screw it up. I mean, we got we are set up for game day. College game oh, day. Good what are you saying? College game. You don't think they're gonna get some saltwater taffy in Salt Lake City? Who's who is that matchup? It'd be Utah and Washington State. Mm. Potentially two top fifteen teams. Yeah, that could that could do it. But. They have USC and UCLA, respectively. Ohio State is an amazing TV draw whenever they're involved. And I think they've been probably waiting for an excuse to come to Nebraska because of how passionate it is. Is this actually your bold prediction and you threw us off the scent with that Lane McCallum makes a field goal? Yeah, let's go with that. It's a little more exciting. I think it'll come. Nebraska, wow. Nebraska wins and game day comes. Who's Call it now. Who's your celebrity picker? You, oh. I think I, – well, I said on our board – you got to go D. Wade and Gabby, Princess Gabby. She is like Nebraska's princess, by the way. I feel like Bud Crawford would be better. I know Not, that Gabrielle Union's a big deal. I love Bud Crawford, so I don't want to disdain him in any way. He's the man. He's like maybe the best boxer in I America. know, but there's there's boxing champ and there's D. Wade and yeah. Gabrielle. Their, their star power is unquestionably bigger, but this is this would be big for Bud. If Gabrielle is sitting up there Maybe in her, can... like, Husker jersey with D. Wade and picking the Huskers, like, Nebraska will, like, lose their crap at 10.57 a.m. You're not, pick, you're not picking Scott Porter for the upset? Get Streeter on there? I would like, yeah. They're, oh, I, yeah. I think it's just Street. Street. Adam, <laughs> Adam Devine, he's a Husker fan, right? Yeah. So. Yep. That would be... What? I'm just imagining a scenario where Lee Corso mocks a a Bud Crawford pick and then sort of like makes a fist out. I see that happening. I see. I can envision that like fake boxing play scenario. I I think that makes a lot of sense. But uh, we'll uh, Bud would be my my backup pick. Um, And then like if they really want to go off the wall or Buffett, like if you wanted to, like if if you buddies with Sue. Yeah. What is that? He's buddies with Sue. Yeah. Um, Warren Buffett on College Game Day would be kind of funny. Yeah, that's what I, I think it would be. I would enjoy that. So those are those that group of four people, two of them together is my. They bring Warren Buffett on. <laughs> he's got betting slips for the games that he's picking, like hundred thousand dollars. Like he just bets big over in Council Bluffs. Brings the brings the slips on to College Game Day. That's a bold prediction. There you I mean, go. That would uh, <laughs> that would get some action on Nebraska opening up sports gambling in this state. You see what Warren Buffett's throwing around in Iowa. Yeah. All right. This uh, this podcast has gone off the rails. Maybe the game will too on Saturday. Maybe it'll be a snooze fest. Either way, we will have all the action, all the coverage on Husker247.com and potentially the Final Drive podcast if we can figure it out. Catch that as well.